Hello, I'm Sheena, and welcome to my Imperfect Podcast, a place where I'll share a story or a thought, a resource I've enjoyed, and maybe introduce you to a friend or two. Have you ever found yourself communicating something that feels so obviously clear in your mind, yet to the one you are speaking to, they have not followed the trail of your words and arrived at your meaning? Or have you ever traveled to a different country where you did not speak the native language and trying to order something becomes a humorous or frustrating challenge? While I lived in England, I began keeping a sort of list, a list of words, English words that we either did not often use here in Canada or that we use differently. I spoke English. They spoke English. But I swear, sometimes it was like we were speaking a different language. For example, torch. When I hear the word torch, I see a flickering flame burning atop of a stake that has been planted firmly in the ground. While in England, the word torch describes what we in Canada would call a flashlight. I'm not sure where the breakdown in language happened, why words were not given the same meaning or why they were altered. But I quickly discovered I had to learn the language of the land if I didn't want to continually see puzzled looks from those I was speaking with. In fact, just a few months after I had arrived, a new friend jokingly said to me, I won't listen to anything you have to say unless it's in the Queen's English. I inhaled a steadying breath and tried my best to quote a line that Julie Andrews delivered from a teenage film I loved in my younger years, in a sort of English accent. His eyes remained fixed on the computer, as a smile crept onto his face, and he said, The Princess Diaries. He turned, and looked at me, with a cheeky, knowing smile. That was it. I was undone in a fit of laughter, because I thought I had outsmarted him with my quick-witted attempt at the Queen's English— but I had not. He quickly explained he had a sister and was forced to watch such movies, which is why he knew what I surely thought he wouldn't. Another of my friends wouldn't acknowledge me if I used Canada's version of words like French fries or expressions like, may I have a ride? I would have to quickly repeat myself with, oh, I mean chips, and may I please have a lift? He enjoyed this little game, and I confess it was rather good fun to learn a new language, seeing as how rubbish I was in all my years at school learning French. Did you see what I did there? Did you catch that subtle English word that the Brits often use? You're welcome. Fast forward a few years in my story, and you will find me staying with an incredibly kind and hospitable family in Italy. A family where the parents spoke no English, and the extent of my Italian was simply the word Ciao. The two daughters had learned English in school, but it had been years since they had actively used it. They rose up to the challenge of refreshing and practicing in anticipation of my arrival, even while being self-conscious. It was truly one of the most humbling experiences of my life, to be so welcomed into a home where I couldn't understand or speak their language. By the time my two months were over, the girls' English had improved so much simply because it was the only way they could communicate with me. I'd like to say that by the time I left, my Italian had improved significantly, but then I'd be lying. 
I had only a few words and phrases down. And if you count communicating with your hands to express the quality of food you had just tasted, well, I learned and was a pro. However, in all seriousness, I did find I could catch more words and gather their meaning in conversations more easily as I listened intently. For the first time in my life, I experienced what it truly meant to be misunderstood and so completely unknown. I was literally lost in translation. Google Translate was a gift, but it didn't have the ability to be completely accurate or help with the nuances of words and expressions. One of the beautiful gifts of this time was to pay attention to the nonverbal ways that we communicate. With eyes and smiles and facial expressions, we give so much away if we learn to pay attention, to listen, as it were. After the first week, I decided that the role of guest wasn't okay when it came to all things, so without words I'd get up after a meal and assist the girls with clearing things away, despite their insisting I was the guest. And eventually, I was able to use my hands in a shooing away gesture to communicate to their mother that we would do the washing up after each meal, that she was free to get on with other tasks or simply rest for the evening. The girls and I turned up the music and danced as we washed, dried, and put the dishes away. We had so much fun. There was a unique and indescribable connection to my host family, because we had learned to listen in new ways. I had never had a conversation with the parents that didn't involve their daughters interpreting for me and translating response, but there was an undeniable bond between us. They called me their blonde daughter, as I had blue eyes, just like their daughters. By the time I left, I knew what was in their hearts, what wasn't said, because we had learned to listen and translate in new ways. One of my favorite memories. Just a few days before I left, the girl said, Can we ask you a question? I responded with, Of course. What does the word stuff mean? You say it all the time, and we never understood what it meant. It was my go-to phrase. Let me go get my stuff, and I'll be ready to go, or I'll just put my stuff here. And for those of you who know me, well, I mean, I guess it's safe to say I always have a lot of stuff with me, don't I? After two months of living with them, they bashfully asked me to explain myself. I often think about this idea of being misunderstood, of being lost in translation. Whether it is the actual difference in language, or the use of the same language. Sometimes after I answer the phone at work, I wish I could rewind and start again. Pick up the phone, choose a different set of words to help explain an answer to the client on the other end, to rid them of the confusion they feel at our exchange. But I can't. We cannot control how someone interprets our words and arrives at a meaning. We cannot control how someone perceives us in our new job. We cannot control someone's opinion of us in a new social setting. Life can be tricky when we have unresolved relationship breakdowns because of a misunderstanding. It can be frustrating when we have spoken quickly and without thought out of anger, instantly regretting, wishing for a redo, but it's too late. Or perhaps our vulnerabilities under stress or fear have risen to the surface and spilled out in a flood of words and emotions laid bare for others to interpret without context. Have you ever found yourself speaking or thinking the following? That's not what I meant. Or, you just don't understand. If I had a dime for every time I said one of those things, 
I think I could retire. What do we do with misinterpretation? With a misunderstanding? How do we reconcile the experience of being lost in translation? How do we live in a world where we are not fully known in an authentic way and have no way of reestablishing ourselves to those we wish we could? If you just got to know me, you would understand how many of us have been burdened by this thought. I want to live in a way where I give someone the benefit of the doubt, extend grace, to not take offense so quickly, and to remember that even in my best of intentions, I'm not always going to come across in a clear way. I know that I have been guilty of jumping to conclusions, of misreading situations, misinterpreting someone's intentions, and ultimately misjudging them unfairly, holding to this idea that I understood when maybe I didn't actually understand the way I thought I did. I read a book a few months back from a favorite author. It was really interesting. It challenged the way I saw things. It helped me check some of my preconceived notions, biases, and opinions I held unchecked. It helped reframe this notion we hold to, thinking that I can read people well and understand them. The book is called Talking to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. I would highly recommend this book. Malcolm has a unique talent for drawing from seemingly disconnected topics to support his idea. And you're left thinking, wow, how didn't I see that? Full disclosure, I would recommend that you read the description of this book for yourself. As Malcolm does reference transcripts, from cases that are quite difficult to hear about. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your stories of how you've handled being lost in translation, how you have handled feeling misunderstood, how you have remedied and overcome these experiences. Thanks for listening, and thanks for going on this new adventure with me. I'd love to connect with you, so you can find me on Instagram at sheen underscore adventure. That's S-H-E-E-N underscore adventure. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.